0: welcome my name is Andrew and this is the who that discussion a New Orleans Saints podcast where we talk about all Saints news opinions and reactions and this episode of the who that discussion will be a one that's we're just gonna analyze the draft we're gonna analyze who the Saints picked up how did the Saints get better um, during last weekend and where are the Saints gonna move forward from this draft as we move to you know the mini camps and then um, training camp pre-season, regular season, and I'm just going to, I think we're just going to get right into it. And very interesting draft. We did a quick episode um, to highlight the Saints' second-round pick, Eric McCoy, who I really, really like, guys. I'm just going to say it. Um, A player that, look, I went over it. I'm not really going to go over it again. They move up. They got their guy. They do go up next year's um second-round pick. But hopefully that's another 60, around the 62, 63, 64 maybe, hopefully. Second-round pick, and it's not really that bad there. Um, I, I think McCoy is perfect for this team. He's going to play, probably he's going to start there. Um, I think there's going to be a you know training camp battle, preseason battle, between him and um, Nick Easton. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints um, played McCoy over Easton, left Easton as the more of a Senio Calamente role, which I would be really fine with. The Saints put their depth back where it was in 2017, where it was needed. So really good job there. He is from um, Texas and I forgot if I said that before, but to me, really good pick there. I'm not going to go into huge depth because I did talk about it in our um, – it was a quick episode, guys. It was like 12 minutes, but it was all on Eric and Coy. So if you guys want more um, stuff on him, definitely check him out um, there. It's on all the um, platforms on you know YouTube, Podomatic, um, iTunes, Google Play, um, Spotify—all those, um, you know, great sources. Definitely check um, that little episode out. Then we're going to move over to the Saints' fourth-round pick. They trade it up again, which is to me not really a surprise, and they get Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from the University of Florida. And look again—he's—he's he's he's that type of player that look he can play basically anywhere in the secondary which is amazing. That's number one great thing. Um, that's huge because why is that huge? Because the Saints love players with versatility. They love those players that can play multiple positions. And, you know, that that's what um, uh, Johnson does here. He plays safety, which he could play up in the box. He can play back. Then he could also play slot corner, which is huge for the Saints. They need they needed that type of player who could just play all around to me. Really, really um, you know, good pick for the Saints. He has amazing um combine grade and prospect grade on NFL.com, and you know, it's almost a six. And a six is a you know instant starter, so he's a little below an instant starter, but um he, it says he's a good chance to become an NFL starter, which is to me, look, he's gonna be to me who's a really good value for what he got. His projection was gonna be the second round. Um, early second round and he I mean he fell to the Saints in the fourth round really good job by the Saints to get their guy and look he was you know he was using blitzes really well Um, he was used in that slot corner position really well that's when he was at his best at the slot corner and then he would also put back um, I mean kind of that Marcus Williams position he played there and he played really good Um, look to me Overall, really good stuff from him. His strength is that he's a really long frame. He's well-built. He's smooth. He's athletic. He's impressive versatility, as we've said. Um, He's really good uh, balance between the target and and the quarterback, which is really good. So he's good at reading defenses. That's huge. Um, He has pretty great makeup speed. People think that's pretty good to very good. And, um, you know, he has size to separate. So he's good size, especially in the slot. That's really big um and then also he's pretty good on the run run support as well especially when he's in the box he has a lot of um great things little things is that his footwork when he's um you know playing cover corner could be a little better but you know he's doing so many things that sometimes he's not gonna be the best at that sometimes he does get a little overcommitted against um you know you know receiving um routes and stuff but you can definitely you know change that sometimes gets overexpended and loses some balance but look this is all stuff that could be um, worked on and got to the level that it needs to be. Um, you know, th- this is what the sources told um, NFL now uh, NFL Network. They said, "Go watch the Florida State game from last year, and that is who he should be in the NFL. He's fast and he will hit you. And he's going to he's going to be he's going to get cornerback love because of his size, but he's a free safety." That's what an AFC personnel director said about Gardner Johnson. Here's my analysis on him: is I think he's going to come in here and. You may not see a lot of him first year, especially if the Saints are healthy. Saints aren't healthy. I think he's a, probably a starter, starter level. And, you know, to me, he's fourth on the Saints' step chart right now in that secondary. Obviously, you have your, your first two corners, which um, you have obviously Lattimore and you have Eli Apple, which we knew coming into the year that was going to be it. Your safeties, I think this gives you safety help because you're going to play probably three safeties now, which is, I think, fine. You know, it gives the Saints to play those 20 snaps. You don't need... Um, Kirk Coleman anymore, which to me is great. He's an upgrade over Kirk Coleman. If anything, he can play his 20 snaps, and he's better than Kirk Coleman. We know that for sure, so th- th- that's a plus right there, but to me, and, and that, to get, he's going to have that third safety rule. but if he wanted to start, that's not really a starting position. Um, I think that he would have to leapfrog Patrick Robinson, excuse me there, and also he would have to leapfrog um, uh, Williams, PJ Williams, and will he be able to do that in year one? Mm-hmm. But maybe PJ Williams leaves next year, and then Maybe you know, Patrick Robinson, um, and then he's number two, and then Patrick Robinson, he got hurt last year, maybe gets hurt again. We don't really know. It's really good to have that depth, and I think it was huge to get that safety. Von Bell, you may have to give him a contract. Maybe you don't want to, but to me, overall, um, it gives the Saints a lot of depth back there, some cheap talent, some cheap, really good talent. Really, the value for this pick was spot on. The Saints said they got three guys in the top 70 in this draft, and they only had two picks in the top 100 that's when you know the Saints got great value and to me really good job by the Saints they moved up they got their guy to me the secondary is going to be really good and this adds to me like the this is like I think one of the best secondaries in the NFL I think it's top 10 for sure and this just adds to that really good stuff there so now we're going to move on to the Saints 6th round pick and that is going to be with the 177th pick the Saints selected Saquon Hampton out of Rutgers and look to me when looking at um, Hampton, he can play. Um, look, he's going to be—the Saints had him in their top 70, first of all. Let's put that there. He ran a four four eight in the 40-yard dash. Um, he's—he's he's a traditional safety, though. Um, he, he, but he's a huge, you know, he—but he's a huge—you know I think is really big about uh, Hampton? He plays special teams. He's going to be a special team star right away. Put Justin Hardy, put Hampton, get Chris Banjo. This is just such a good special teams—um, special teams, um— core here. I'm sorry there. And to me, really good job by the Saints to get another player to suit their depth. I know it's another safety. And you guys are going to tell me, well, the Saints could have picked the wide receiver X, Y, and Z. And maybe uh, they could have picked this guy, that guy, late, you know, maybe a uh, tight end earlier, or maybe someone else, maybe an edge rusher. But the Saints just picked the best available player. Still, to me, he's got really good value. Um, When you're looking at it, he is a traditional safety. He's going to um, play in the box. He's going to be a player, though, that's going to be used, especially for this year's purposes, on special teams. And I really don't think that um, everyone, they're saying, oh, these wide receivers and everything. Well, that wide receiver wouldn't have probably played a lot for the Saints. He probably would have been a fourth or fifth receiver, especially in the sixth round. This is a sixth round player. Um NFL.com calls them just, he's a lot of special teams potential. That's what they think right now, which is, to me, what it is. But I just think that um, you know, they call him a six, seven-round project, uh, projection, which, to me, is what the Saints got him for. They're, they got the right pick here. Um, but the Saints had him in their top 70, or they had someone else in their top 70. Maybe they had a Laze Mack in their um, top 20, a top 70. But, I mean, that's what the Saints had on their board. Um, he was a team captain, which shows he's a team leader. Um, he does have NFL size, which is really nice for the Saints. He's a pretty good ball tracker. And, you know, to me, when you look at him, very physical, that, you know, he, he can, um, you know, play um in box safety that's what the saints are going to get out of him if he's going to be a really good player um i think the box safety rule is going to be there um and he's very very good in kick and pump returns he uh kick coverage excuse me he's done it really well and he's going to keep on doing a really good job um but there are some weaknesses obviously to players like this he doesn't really have the instincts yet which is look he's a very raw player but he has the physical intangibles just doesn't really have um the full you know he's his very rough edges right now but you know we could shave off those edges get a really good player he also missed a couple years uh not a couple years a couple games to injuries over the last couple years so i i think when you're looking at it um it was a for the sixth round good value and i don't think the Saints they picked the best available player in their mind so they got what they wanted so to me that's a fine pick there so now we're going to move over to the Saints' next pick, and that's going to be the seventh round with the two hundred thirty-first pick. The Saints selected Alazi Mack out of Notre Dame. And what do I think about Mack? Is that he's going to be a player that is going to come up, and he's going to be able to catch the ball. He going to, to slot out into the slot and a flex out into the slot, I should say. And um, he's going to catch. He's going to catch. He's going to catch balls just like Dan Arnold did. I think a little better. Um, I he he's. Runs routes pretty well. He did get a pretty good grade on um, NFL.com, um, which is you know saying NFL backup um, and even you know more with the potential to start. To me, when you look at it, he's going to be, I think he's going to be probably a poor man's Jimmy Graham here, which is going to be, he's a player that's going to be able to flex out. He's going to be able to catch a lot of balls. And if he ever gets to that full potential, he can start at tight end. Do I think that um, Jared Cook, Josh Hill, Alazi Mac is a good three um tight end corpse for sure. That's a really good, solid group right there. And what do I what do I like about him most? He'll beat out Dan Arnold. I think he will. I think he'll become this third tight end here. We'll see what Dan Arnold has left in him. A lot of people are not very high on him after he dropped the pass in the NFC Championship game, but he did come a long way. But I do think that um Mac is better than Arnold because he could play, at least traditional, sometimes. You know, look, he could play in the slot really well. We know that that he's a le- athletic ability, and he'll probably be becoming a better blocker if he's willing to put in the effort, which the sixth round pick he probably will be able to. Um, he comes off the snap really good, a good push early with his routes. Um, he's good straight line speed, and you know he did run well at the combine for a tight end. I think he ran a 4-7. That's really good for a tight end. Um, he showed the ability to make body adjustments, track the ball really good for Saints' tight ends in the slot. That's huge, um, and he's good in finishing the ball in traffic. He's going to put jump balls up there. Look. Does when you look at the weaknesses look? He's got a, he's inconsistent, which is a little of a problem with his routes. Um, but look, he's very, very raw again. Um, he doesn't really shake anyone in the open field, not a huge open field player. Uh, and he has some tightness when blocking, which is again, he has not always put in the effort, he didn't always in college put in the effort to block, but he always didn't have to because he was always split out wide. So to me, um, I don't think that it's going to be a huge problem. He also had a little drop problem over the last year. So we'll see if he'll be able to fix that. Um, but I do think that he's a better player than Dan Arnold. I think he'll win that job. And I think he'll help the Saints out right away. That's what I feel from Mac there. And then the Saints final pick of the draft before the undrafted free agents is going to be Caden Ellis with the 244th pick in the seventh round. This is a player that... I knew the Saints are going to pick this type of player. I told you guys before, excuse me. I told you guys before that the Saints would pick a linebacker that's probably going to play special teams, but it's a gamer. And they were gamed out and they balled out in college. And now they're going to come onto an NFL roster and be that guy who's going to, um, you know, always try their 110%. They're going to get out there. They're going to play good. They're going to be hustle the ball. I love those types of players. And Caden Ellis is this player. And what I think about Ellis is he had an amazing career in Idaho. It's Idaho... So it's obviously not the best, um, you know, it's not the best football, you know, town. It's not the best football program there. But he went there. He had other offers, goes to Idaho, and does a really good job. He ends up, you know, his prospect grade was just an NFL backup. But out of Idaho, that's what you're thinking. He had around six projections and goes in the seventh. That's pretty good, um, you know, for him. His father coached his team, that's why he was really on it. And he went to Idaho there. Guys, sorry I said that again, but that, that that's why he went there because he his dad coached. Um, yeah, you know, he is an NFL caliber frame, frame with more. He was a four year starter. He's got a lot of versatility, a lot of tackles for loss over the last two seasons, thirty one. He's an could be an edge rusher if it works out for him. And his hands is quick and tishy, uh, twitchy. Excuse me there. And he you know he's strong swipe and punch moves. I do think that, um, you know, he has really good toughness, strength. This is all stuff that I thought the Saints would look in a player to get in that seventh round. This is what they got. Really, really good, um, you know, production there. And, you know, and then also when you look at, you know, his weaknesses, he has a little fluid problems. He dominated blockers at the lower level. Can he do it in the NFL level is yet to be seen. And also production at, well, the production at the small levels, you know, will that go and turn into a production at, NFL level, we don't really know that yet, but he's gonna come in, he's going to be a special teams player to start, and then I think I could see him working his way up there. He's kind of like um, Alex Loney type player, very raw. We'll see what happens. Do I think he'll probably be a starter for us? Probably not, but you never know. He's gonna fill that special teams role for the Saints, and the, you know, they'll probably do a really good job there. It's, I mean, this is a good draft, really solid. I'm gonna give it an A minus overall, maybe even an A. Because I do think those first two picks were amazing value. Both those picks A plus. A plus plus. Eric Eric McCoy is supposed to go in the first round. He goes drops to the second. Saints move up to get him. Perfect move. Chelsea um Gardner Johnson supposed to go in the early second. Falls all the way to the fourth. Saints move up and get him. Great job. It's just really good drafting by Mickey Loomis, Jeff Ireland, Sean Payton. Amazing job. Then from there, I think they got a good player in Alaza Mack, who a lot of players are gonna like because he can you know he's like a Basically, like a wide receiver that, you know, tight end right now. Um, I do see a lot of Jared Cook in him. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But I do see a lot of Jared Cook in him. And then also they got Ellis, who, to me, he can go up and play. And and then you have Saquon Hampton, who's a really good special teams player. Overall, really good draft by the Saints. But what I really liked by the Saints, and, you know, I'm going to say this, I loved their UDFAs. I loved multiple UDFAs. Usually you don't love multiple. But for the Saints, they did. uh, I I think I um, found a lot of players that i like i'm gonna pull up the list for you guys to see the exact list but i'm just gonna run off some names that i really like i on the football field for the saints so the first player i like a lot is lil humphrey uh jordan humphreys uh sorry guys with that he to me is a player that could really work with the saints he could probably play that des bryant role if we don't bring in des bryant i'm gonna to get to that later guys but I think he could play that Des Bryant. Well, maybe you bring both of them in to see who does better, and then you just you um, you know, you just take the better of the one. He had a slow start, but a really good 2018 showing with 10 t- uh, nine touchdowns, and um, he had over 1,600 career receiving yards. Just that red zone threat. He's a red zone threat, and um, you know, he could jump jump up, get balls, do a really good job. To me, that's a really solid, solid, solid pick there by the Saints. I do really like it. Some people don't like it, but I love it. And then you also get Devine. Oziobu, i sorry if you didn't say that right, out of Nebraska. He's 6 feet, 235 pounds, and he got to the end zone a lot in college, 21 times in four years for the Cornhuskers and over 2,000 yards. And if he's that third guy for the Saints, which I think he should be, that's a really um, solid player. People are expecting him to go mid-rounds, mid-rounds, and he goes all the way to undrafted free agent. Really good job. I think the Saints got their third backup running back in this. I like him a lot. Then, this is an interesting one, because this is a player that had off the field, a lot of off the field issues, and, you know, with the domestic violence, all that stuff, and I'm obviously I'm not going to condone that, because that's awful, and, you know, he's got to work that out. But, on the football field, I think he can play, and that's going to be Carl Granderson, edge rusher out of Wyoming. He had a mid-round projection, 4th to 5th round, four to 6th round, excuse me, he had reps as um, a 3-4 rusher, but... He is the size. He can move right to 4-3, edge rusher. Um, he had 35.5 tackles for loss and 16.5 sacks. Um, he gets behind behind this image. He makes plays. Um, his, he has a weakness against the runs, but for the Saints, it's going to be a situational role anyways. I really like this this uh, player on the field. Off the field, he's got his issues. I don't know what's going to happen off the field. We'll see that in a little few months. But on the field, I think this guy can play. And right now, if the Saints are wanting talent, I think he's got talent. And the Saints got another good value pick right there, especially for his physical intangibles there. Also, a player, um, a couple other players that I liked um, is going to be, let me just scroll down this list, guys, right here, is also Corbin Kofuski from Brigham Young. Um, you know, people like, is he going to be a, he doesn't really have a, um, he really have a position. That would kill him. So, he played linebacker, he played edge rusher, he played defensive end. Um, He's got a ton of athleticism, and this season, he had nine sacks, nine and a half tackles for loss. The guy can play. Um, They just got to find a position for him. I think they'll be able to, and I I think he's got potential. Am I saying these guys are going to be great? No. But I think they have potential to be very good in NFL starters. That's what I'm saying Um, there for the Saints. I do think, you know, when you're looking at the Saints, I think they had a very solid... Draft, and I think they had a really solid, um, you know, undrafted free agents um, period, and I think you know, we're going to see it come up. And I really think that the Saints' solid team going into next season. But I'm going to tell you guys how the Saints could just get a little better here because there are a lot of free agents left, and I'm going to tell you a few that I would like the Saints um, to sign. I'm going to tell you guys a couple of players I like, and I do think that the Saints should look at them. Because I do think the Saints still have, I don't want to say a hole per se, but I think they could get better at some positions. And there are two positions. It's wide receiver, and it's also going to be the edge rush position. They got a couple of UDFAs, as I said before, that I like. I like Carl Granderson on the field. And then um, I like the kid out of BYU. I think solid. Um, I I do think that the Saints could do a really good job with these players, put them in the right position to do good. But if the Saints... You know, we all know that um, we also want to look at the free agency to get better. I think the Saints said they'll look into free agency to get better. And I think this is going to continue. I'm sorry there, guys. Um, I think this is going to continue into, you know, the upcoming months before the season. Obviously, Des Bryant, All the Saints fans know it. I do think the Saints will sign him after this. I do. I think they're going to give him a shot. I don't think it's going to be, you know, we're starting you second receiver day one but they're going to give him a shot to get a role on his team. I think he's going to do really good with it, and I think he will make this team. That's kind of my bold prediction. I think Des Bryant will play on the Saints this year, and he'll, all those people that got Des Bryant's jerseys will be finally wearing them proud as he does play for the Saints this season. I do think that's going to happen. Um, he has a long way to go, so I don't think the Saints will sign him until he's completely healthy. I do think that um, is going to happen, though. But I do think he's going to play, and the Saints, they still, I think they know it, that they still maybe are a little short of the receiving. And I do. I think the Saints are missing that number two receiver. I think Des Bryant could be that number two receiver. He's going to cost the veteran minimum. So let's just go check it out. Let's see what he's got for this team. I think he's going to come up. I think he's going to have a pretty good year with the Saints. And then he's probably going to get a deal elsewhere. Or maybe it's with the Saints. But I do think Des Bryant's going to come in and fill that number two role for the Saints. And just make this team really with no holes. I think that's possible. Another possibility is sign Ziggy Ansah. Who, again... Is a player that, up and down, but he's an edge rusher, and he's a good edge rusher. I, I think, from time to time. And I think with the Saints, he'll be a good edge rusher. He's going to get his sacks. And I do think, you know, all that athleticism won't go to waste, especially with the Saints. They're going to coach him up the right way, and he is going to be a solid player for the Saints. We'll we'll see if the Saints go out and sign him, but I do think that he's a player that can come up and just be really, really good. Um, when looking at it, he's a boomer bus player. So you pair that with Davenport. You get the most. You get all the boom plays from Ziggy Anza. And then you just try to convert uh, conserve them. Get his snaps. Get his amount of snaps a game. And then you get Davenport the other one to give Davenport the Davenport the bigger lo, uh, role. And then you're still giving um, Anza those roles on third down. You get him five, six sacks. You get Davenport six, seven sacks. That's a really good two to pair with Cam Jordan, who's going to be 13 sacks probably around there. Um, I think that's really big. But there are a couple of really other good defensive um players here dominican sue who the saints looked at last year he's available if they want to get a um three tech in there or even a five tech to play defensive tackle i'm right there you could even bring in Corey liggett if you want a defensive tackle i don't think the saints will go that way but they could do it if they want to bring more line depth they can bring in a guy um they can bring in a guy like either um andrew Levitri. he's a top possible player they can bring in they want to go tight end, I don't think they will anymore, but you can go Jermaine Gresham. Morris Claiborne still out there. Um, these are guys that are still out there. Michael Crabtree at the Saints. I think that could be a good move for the Saints, if, especially if he's willing to take um, less than $5 million. I don't think the Saints will go after him. I think they'd rather go after a familiar a familiar player with Dez, but maybe they don't. Maybe they go out of their comfort zone and pick up Michael Crabtree. I would not be surprised with that there. Gilbert Quinn, I don't think they'll look at him, um, but maybe you go after a player... Uh, like a Deion Sims if you wanted another tight end to bring into camp. This is all possible. Kirk Coleman, I don't think they'll bring him back. Muhammad Wilkerson, he's another player that maybe you can bring in here. These are all possibilities. Jermaine Curse, maybe you bring him in here. Uh, Marshall Lynch is retired, but there's actually an interesting fact. I know it's not a Saints fact, but he may come back after that is Isaiah Crowell injury. So that's interesting. There Terrence Williams, he's still out there. He was on the Cowboys last year. I think we all know that. Um, Seth Wallace, my, uh, Seth Seth Roberts, Mike Wallace, another wide receiver. The Saints wanted a deep threat. There's a lot of guys out here. Bilal Powell, another player. Guys, I'm just going through this list right now. There's a lot of players that could come up for the Saints and be really good. You know, Danny Shelton's in there. Haloti Nata is in there. I think he may have retired, but anyway, I, I do think that this team they can get better right here, and I think they're gonna have a real shot to do it. Will it happen? I think they're gonna sign a couple players. I do. I think the Saints are going all in on this year. I really do. With these next two years, you trade up, you get your players, you got Jared Cook, who I think is the key of the Saints offseason here. And I, right now I have the Saints as an A, A minus off-season because I got Jared Cook, that was what they're supposed to do. They add a depth at the line, at both lines, that's what they were supposed to do. Check. And then really after that, add add more skill players. Now the Saints have to add the receiver. I think if they add a receiver, add an L Jusher, you give them an A because there's nothing else they can do. They at least did their thing. So I don't know if the players are going to work out. I think they will, but you know we'll see that in September. But overall, really good. Right now, I'm going to give them an a minus. If they got an edge rusher, I put them up to an A. Or they got one wide receiver, put up to an A. If they get both an edge rusher and receiver, A plus. That's just what I'm feeling um, for the Saints all season there also one set of news uh before we sign off and that is going to be um that the saints are not going to pick up eli apple's um fifth year option which would have paid him 14 million dollars i think the saints will get a deal done with eli apple just not for 14 dollars he knows he's not worth that the saints know he's not worth that was not a surprising deal i think he's going to probably be around an eight million dollar range um uh, maybe even seven million dollar range cut that in half um i give him three years um 20 million dollars i think he would take that too so that's a possibility. Maybe give him 3 years, $18 million. I, I would give him a Patrick Robinson-type deal. I think he's as good as that type of player. And also, one more set of news, guys. Um, I almost forgot about this. It actually came out when I was recording this podcast. And is that the Saints are actually going to be extending their lease at the Superdome. And there's going to be major uh, renovations at the Superdome long-term. They're closing in on it. This is going to make the Saints, you know, New Orleans, uh, New Orleans their home. For many years, this would actually uh, confirm it. As we'd all know that the Saints were not leaving anytime soon, especially the popularity at the team, you know, just completely has, you know, it's always been amazing, but I think, you know, even post Katrina it even it made so much more importance to the city. And if they ever left, I think it would be a disservice to everybody, not only in New Orleans, but in across the NFL. So that will probably never happen, but this would keep the team in New Orleans through 20, uh, 2035, so it's 2019 right now. That's at least they would be 17 years in New Orleans. Could be even longer. It will be even longer. I'm not even gonna say could, guys. It will be longer than that. Um, and this is really great stuff. There, it's gonna put them another um, another overhaul of the the Superdome, which is great. Um, it within 10 years. That's all great stuff there. I just want to add that in at the end of the podcast there but that was just a quick set of news so with all that said i think it's time to wrap up this podcast if you like this episode if you like you know this podcast as a whole you can follow us on twitter at the who that this on instagram at who that discussion on podomatic at the who that discussion and then also you could subscribe to our youtube channel our itunes channel our google play channel and our spotify channel at the who that discussion on youtube please like Please leave a comment down below. Hit that notification bell, all that fun stuff on iTunes. Leave that five out of five review. That would be really helpful for me. If we, you guys give more reviews, we can give you more content. That's all you know, great stuff. There, I do think the Saints are doing good in this off season. Solid draft. I gotta give them an A there. We're gonna look ahead. If any free agent news comes up, we'll definitely um, you know give that to you guys. We're going to go back to the weekly podcast, add some film studies in there. And um, that's really our future schedule here at the Who Dat discussion. So with all that said, I want to say thank you, prove them right, and Who Dat.